Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is a Vencast Studios production. On Almighty Baller Radio. Radio, radio. Welcome, welcome to the midnight edition of Riding the Pine. I am Hondo here with Key. What's up, Key? Yo, yo, what's good? Oh my god, it's NBA Thursday. You know it is, and we're back. We're back. We were down at the Fremont Docks tonight watching one of the best games ever and one of the worst games ever. A true Charles Dickens tale right now. Yeah. Uh, um, where we really we left before the game even started. Well, that's that's fine, Gee. That's fine. Whatever, whatever. I saw the scores. I that's all that matters. I saw the scores and I saw the meme that the, <laughs> that the Phoenix Suns actually put out that said we had something like sixty-five points at the half yeah. and just said uh, Houston with a lot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. What did they have? Houston scored like one forty-two in that game. Yeah, uh, ninety after one half. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god man there's that's that's so crazy mm-hmm. but we predicted it if you've been following along at riding the pine you you would have known these things because that, that was in our best best and worst games of the week so yeah and if you were with us live in ballard doing the coin flips picking out the 1230 project you yeah. would have known that we got this this guy we got this game right <laughs> so you know what we're just gonna we're gonna go right into it we have to go right into it. There's no other option. So we are going to go right into gameplay. So, 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 so we are going to go. Right into gameplay this week. So we, <laughs> we, we have to talk about one of the big games tonight. This is, this is probably one of the best games of the entire season. And this is the Golden State Warriors versus the Boston Celtics. In Boston. A uh, lot of fun. Gee, you watched a little bit more of this game than I did. The whole it, game. Uh, well, that is a little bit more than I watched. Uh, thoughts on the game? Yeah, I have a lot. I would say the SMD streak is alive and well. <laughs> alive and kicking, alive and sucking. <laughs> Gross. 14, yeah, I know. 14 straight, 14 straight. And... Golden State's reign has come to an end. I feel there's this weird energy in the league right now where, like, Cleveland and Golden State is kind of like they're not fan favorites anymore. We're look, we're rooting for the New Yorks, the Philadelphias, yeah, the Bostons, the the Houston's even like the new team, the the new teams, yeah, yeah, and like these heroes have become villains, and Golden State Warriors are like we're they're hated now, and maybe the Cavs are a little bit like. Too much drama. We're not going to watch them anymore. Let's move on from LeBron and everyone. But 
you know, we're representing kind of this view of the league. I still think the I still think the team favorites still exist. But yes, sure. but as a league, I think we're we are definitely looking at different players. I think so. I, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun to watch the Knicks right now. I think it's I think it's a ton of fun to watch the Bucks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the Sixers. No, you're you're spot on there. But let's let's not forget that the Warriors are still one of the best teams in basketball. And watching them, watching Kevin Durant go off tonight, I mean, it's still something to marvel at. So, yeah, for sure. But the others didn't come to play. And so these are like kind of like some takeaways, Guy's takeaways. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jalen Brown. We'll just say a couple words about Jalen Brown really quick. He lost his best friend last night to suicide. What? Yeah, and he dedicated his performance tonight to his friend, who his best friend. Wow. And so this is a heavy little moment. Yeah. But he carried the Celtics, and so it was a very emotional post-game interview. Yeah. And I know we probably didn't, you know, get to watch it all, but um you know, basically just saying the spirit is with him and um you know, he'll 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 miss his physical presence, but it's always going to be with them. Anyways, mm-hmm. he was all out on the court, like relentlessly um, tenacious effort against KD and uh, Curry, especially. He got like two or three steals against Curry. Wow. Frustrated him all game long. These wings, these guards for Boston make me just so elated to watch a random game. Any game in the NBA, if Boston's playing, I'm watching because they're just so high-octane energy. They have Marcus Smart, Terry Rogier, Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, these guards. And they have Gordon Hayward just kind of in like the, the mystical Gordon Hayward next year. Wow. This team is really deep. And some of the takeaways, I would say, Jalen Brown, as a second-year player, has exceeded all expectations. He's already an elite, but potentially like game-changing defender, but he's already an elite status. He was guarding KD, making him miss shots. He was guarding Clay, making him miss shots, and guarding Steph. And that's, Steph went two for 13, three for like 14 or something today. That's so wild. My next... My next thought is Marcus Smart. He comes off the bench now because they're starting Marcus uh, Morris or whatever his name is. Markeith Morris. Yep. No, Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris. So Marcus Smart comes off the bench and he's, he plays like 31 minutes. Guess what he does? He scores one point. Really? He goes 0 for 7 from the field, like 0 for 3 uh, from 3, you know? Mm-hmm. One point. A game high, plus 15, plus or minus. Mm-hmm. What that means is that when he was on the court, even though he was bricking, he apparently even like uh, shoved a ball, uh, a, a made layup from Kyrie Irving. He shoved that out, so it was offensive goal, to, goal interference. Mm-hmm. So he was like mistake after mistake after mistake, but he was such a good defender, he swats Zaza Pachulia's layup attempt in midair and all this other junk. This was like live. I'm like overreacting. <laughs> Who can score on this team? <laughs> I don't know. They are the best defensive team in the league right now. Wow. And I'm struggling to see how people score on that team. Um, you know, one thing that I would say is like Kyrie Irving had his mask on. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then Kyrie Irving had his mask off. <laughs> mask on, mask off. He listened to some future at halftime. And he was actually struggling as much as Steph Curry or Clay Thompson was in the first half. And he took that mask off. And I think he got like 11 or 12 points in the first in the fourth quarter, kind of Kyrie Irving's time and maybe a controversial uh, whistle at the end. But, you know, they had the energy. They brought it. And like Golden State was just like up by 19 or something. And they just gave the game away. They stopped. They became lethargic. They were slow. They were just chucking, you know, Mm -hmm. Houston 
chucks and houston fucking makes their fucking chucks but golden <laughs> yeah. state is in a weird rhythm right now where like clay thompson is like if he's like off tilt yeah he's not making shit and if like <laughs> steph curry is like making bombs he's gonna go on a halftime you know all-star performance and like make nothing you know for charity so it was just, like literally just kd versus and these guards it was yeah. really fun to see and uh you know I'm really happy for Boston. Like, I think this is a really fun team, and they're not at full strength even. And 14 strength is 14 straight is just ridiculous. Mm. Man, um, well, just just a lot of fun though. Just just in terms of what what this team brought. Yeah. I mean, you're 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 spot on. And it's what's crazy is like you don't even have to have Kyrie leading this team. You you have you have Jalen Brown stepping up. You had. A, you have Horford playing pretty well. You have Morris playing. Tatum, like this whole squad is just playing great ball together. Yeah, pretty tight, pretty tight. And, and I, I think that I think that they're even gonna have bigger performances moving forward as they as they gel even further. Mm-hmm. But it's I mean, it's dangerous. What is it? You said 14? 13, 14 straight? Yeah, 14 straight. 14 straight. 14 straight, and it's early in the season. Like these guys. These guys could run really run the table against and, against the East, especially. And their schedule only gets easier because they're now done playing Golden State. You know, like they're not going to play Golden State for a while. They're going to play lesser teams. Mm-hmm. So that's easy in a way. Um, they could get their guard down and everything. But like a team like Golden State, who scores a hundred points by like just blinking, yeah, was held was held to freaking eighty eight points. Houston scored ninety in halftime, like. <laughs> These are crazy shooting teams, but yeah. if your shot is not falling, yeah, Golden State folds. That's they're that's, super vulnerable now, mm-hmm. and uh, well, they're fairly untouchable. But you just saw them, you know, go down a bit. <laughs> so it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to see this parody, you know. So let me throw out a hy- hypothetical to you, Gee. If if Gordon Hayward were in this lineup right now, do you think this team would be better or worse? I would say better. Okay, I, I mean, with an like, asterisk, like I don't know Jason Tatum at the four if it's sustainable. Yeah, but Jason Tatum will have to be the four, right? Yeah, I because think he moving has forward, be. Gordon Hayward will be the three, and Jalen Brown is probably the two, mm-hmm. or vice versa. Jason Tatum has to be the four, or they have him off the bench. And if they're off the bench, then that's what it is. Marcus Morris fits this team perfectly this season because he's just like a do not do everything nonsense player, right? Mm-hmm. So he's gonna muck it up. He's gonna get some rebounds and everything. That has to be Jason Tatum. He's not built for that, I don't think. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see and we'll have to watch and you know survey that over time. But we are in this season and without Gordon Hayward, and they're doing just fine. So. Oh yeah, no, no, I, I'm not not contending that they're not doing fine. I'm no, just yeah. just the hypothetical. If oh, if yeah. you were in this lineup, um, yeah, this is pretty interesting. But if you just look, if you just scroll down just a little bit, the Golden State Warriors. Like, what's really interesting is that the Splash Brothers were Trash Brothers. <laughs> like three for fourteen and five for eighteen is not a, a, a <laughs> oh, successful my. recipe. Oh, they average like 45, 50 points a game. The two of them, yeah, <laughs> they get half of that, right? So. If these, if you score below half your average, something oh. has got to give. And literally, Draymond Green got exposed, and it was just Kevin Durant versus right. So yeah. I don't know. It's um, it's a really fun game, and like maybe we could dissect this further. But my my question, one of my questions to you, I guess. Okay. This is a pretty big game. This is a game of the year kind of nominee. Yes. It's November. Yes. Doesn't matter. I think it does matter because I think it sets. 
it sets the tone for for Boston saying, "Hey, we took we Come took down yeah. we took down the potentially the best team in basketball, or or the people that." everybody thinks is the best team in basketball that just gives them running room that gives them leverage they are not like i said they are not completely integrated together yet yeah that's dangerous that's very very dangerous and other teams in the east take note because boston is going to sweep the floor with you i i think there are teams that are going to try and compete and they are going to fall short because this team goes very deep and they can come off the bench at you and they can keep bringing it to you night after night. Yeah. As long as people stay healthy in this lineup, this Boston team is is a top two contender for sure. Oh, for sure. And they have the playmaker in Kyrie Irving. They have the defensive uh, center that they that every team covets in Al Horford, and they have wings that are just for days. Yes. They just run at you, and I think that's the recipe right now for the NBA to take note. Right as you just said, that's the recipe for success. So. Um, and you're seeing that in Golden State, you're seeing that in Houston, you're seeing that in a couple other teams. It's really exciting. Um, you know, there's another game that was really, like, worthy of talking about this week. Yeah. And that was the Lakers and Philadelphia game. Yeah, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. I, I did watch part of that game. Mm-hmm. All right, Guy, we're, we're, we're back with the 76ers and Lakers highlights from yesterday. This was, this was a pretty fun game. Yeah. Although, I want to say one comment about this, and... People may disagree with me here that the 76ers try and play a lot of perimeter ball right mm-hmm. now. I, I watch a lot of it. I did not like that. I did not like that. I don't think that's their speed. I think they win on the, the driving dish. I think they win going to the big guys below. And that is not how they're going to win. And they are going to be exposed by teams like Houston and others that are truly good on the perimeter. Yeah, sure. They are, I think... I think Reddick adds Reddick and Covington, especially adds some flair from the outside. But I don't think it's enough, and I I think that's not the style of play that they should adhere to. Yeah. But but yes, first off, this game this game is pretty close. Mm-hmm. But Embiid played just like a superhero in this game. What 40, 46 points, forty six points, fifteen boards. Seven assists, seven blocks in this game. Embiid yeah. is the real deal. Embiid <laughs> is the real deal, and he just he came with it. And it's just like you see, you see the potential in Embiid. I mean, we already know how good he is, but he just he he gives us nights like like last night, and just shows us like he is a superstar at Greek Freaks level. You know, he is the he is part of the next generation of the NBA. Yeah, for sure. So this was kind of supposed to be a Ben Simmons versus Lonzo Ball show. This was supposed to be kind of Embiid versus everybody else, you know? It really quickly just was Ben Simmons and Embiid taking this game. Uh Ben Simmons with the near triple double, uh Joel Embiid with the shot with the you know box score um mm-hmm. explosion that he had. Career highs and almost everything right there. Mm-hmm. Um the Lakers have a Big problem right now. Yeah. Really quick, they have uh, the second pick that they picked this year, outperforming their first pick. Kuzma is playing out of his mind. I mean, he, I mean, he's the he's a spotlight there, right? Yeah, he's now. a spark for them. I feel like someone has to score, and like it's kind of nice that Kuzma can. Lonzo is having a really hard time scoring in the NBA right now. That's because everyone is bigger, stronger, faster, and everything more than he is. Mm-hmm. He can pass. 
that's great. That doesn't get you everywhere. Um, we've seen people fizzle out in the league because after a couple years, they're just not dependable and they're just relegated to the bench. This is the second or third game in a row that he's been benched the entire fourth quarter. And 0 for 6 from 3, he was like back-to-back, you know, air balls from 3 even. Um, and he was known to score in college. Mm-hmm. I'm worried for Lakers. I'm wor- worried for Lakers fans and everything. Like, this could be a really, really rough rebuild if Lonzo doesn't become anything. So, but we can maybe pump the brakes a bit because he is a rookie, and rookies aren't meant to be, like, game-changing. That's, that's true. I mean, the expectations on Lonzo Ball from the get, you know, from the jump, have just been amazing. So, I... I think he's play. I mean, he's the he's the youngest rookie to ever. Sc- well, he's the youngest player to ever score a triple double. Yeah. I think that was this last week. Um, he he's going to get it into a rhythm. I, I guess what what do you think is the downside of of Lonzo Ball? Do you think he there is a an actual crash and burn scenario for Lonzo Ball? I think so. Yeah, man. I I mean I I, I think it's I think it's possible. Um, I, I also think that there's that the Lakers in what they offer right now just might not be the team that he actually shines on. So that's, that's it, true. It might. I mean, this team this team goes really young. But what if what if you add him to a more veteran lineup? What if you what if you kind of tutor and mentor him up a little bit more? Yeah. I don't think this team right now is a team that's going to mentor younger players to their fullest extent. Yeah. Um. You know. I don't want to go too deep on the Lonzo Ball talk, but like Lonzo has magic as a mentor, and Lonzo has a couple other Lakers uh, vets that are kind of out of the league but are ha- hanging out helping him. Sure. So that's in practice like Mark Madsen and everyone else. Okay, but um, he actually also has some shooters in his team. He has um, uh, Jordan Clarkson. He has Caldwell Pope. He has Kuzma. He has Ingram. These are shooters. I guess Brooke Lopez can shoot from three. He works best with shooters. So he runs, he drives the paint, and he can dish it off. Mm-hmm. Or he leads with athletes like Corey Brewer and Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma, and he can pass it forward. So his team is kind of actually suited for him, but they all suck. So not so much. To your point, if he was on a team yeah. with veterans and you know, peer shooters, peer scorers, he would obviously be A, exposed, but also be better off. Um, that's what I think. Yeah. Anyways, so I have, I have a lot of uh, questions on the Lakers side, like, they were probably soft tanking this game the whole th- whole way through because they put in Julius Randle to defend Joel Embiid <laughs> for the entire fourth quarter with no break. Like he just wasn't rested. He wasn't spelled any minutes. Julius Randle is not a defender. No, absolutely not. Julius Lander- Julius Randle is like half Joel Embiid's height. <laughs> so Joel Embiid got whatever he wanted, and he also got to the line like fucking nineteen times. So Joel Embiid took over this game, and it was amazing. It was electric. It was exactly what we needed when all this other all those other crap in the league is happening. And um, I feel Ben Simmons is just such an underrated star already as a rookie. Mm-hmm. So where Lonzo Ball is falling, you know, Ben Simmons is kind of rising. Mm-hmm. So, I, so 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 let me let me add another name in this because I think there's another name that's been talked about a lot that is is worth kind of throwing into the mix here. And it's probably not a team that we're gonna bring up anyways. And that's Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, sure. Do, do you think do you think he's playing to his potential? Because I I've watched some highlights from this kid and he's just like it's spectacular what, <laughs> what he can do. Yeah. But against Ben Simmons, he's a second tier player. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that, that that's that's I guess what, what I'm getting to it. Like Ben Simmons is playing at a level 
from from the get go, that is MVP or rookie of the year caliber. Yeah. What's really crazy is that you have to kind of uh, game plan for a team. So, like, if you're playing against Jeff Teague, you have to do this and that and this. If you're playing against uh, LeBron, you have to do this and that and this. If you're against Lonzo, Lonzo, every game has a disadvantage because there are players that are better than him right now. And then every game, he's defended by better players than him right now. So he's always going to be overcoming this obstacle. Ben Simmons has to be game planned for. (laughs) <laughs> like people have to rearrange their strategy. Minnesota, yeah, had to put Jimmy Butler on Ben Simmons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, LeBron on Ben Simmons. If it's Lonzo on Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is scoring on you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's for sure. Like Lonzo might be a pretty good defender eventually, but right now he's kind of a net negative always. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens uh, trending wise. Um, I am a Sixers fan right now. Like I have a team in the West that it's like my my I bleed right. Yes, I bleed for that 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 team. Of course, I will say, and this might be kind of like you know, a faux pas to say they're not hundred percent entertaining right now. The Timberwolves are fun because they're winning. They're winning close games, but it's just kind of a weird. I'm in a weird funk with them because the offense is not really polished. Mm-hmm. The defense is very forgiving and um. I just want to see something really cohesive and fun and entertaining and ball movement. And I don't see any of that with the Sixers. I see so much fun. I see the jubilation in like those team, the teammates like Embiid yeah. and his memes and the social presence. Yeah. It's super fun. And then they're making shots and then they're running the fast break. And then JJ Redick, you know, bombs a three. It's like, yeah, I want that on my team. I'm rooting for the Sixers right now. I'm rooting for the Timberwolves, but I'm kind of right now, Ramping up momentum for the Sixers. Yeah, I, they're such a fun team, and they're they're bringing in the question like, is the East back? Oh man, that's we that's, got the Knicks, that, we got the Bucks. That's so crazy. It's it's so crazy. We got I, the Sixers now. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have quite the jubilation for the Sixers, but I like I have this this odd jubilation for the Knicks because I'm kind of like, I'm kind of a New York fan. So like that kind of comes about. And every time, like I will sit and watch Milwaukee if Milwaukee's on. I am, I'm just interested in that storyline. I don't know if I'm a true fan and I like, I still have this anti-Boston sentiment in me that I can't like completely cheer for. But against the Warriors, I am yelling. I am yelling my Boston chants. So like as much as I could do, uh, it's it's fun. I think the, the crazy thing about what's happened in the NBA this season is that it's unique. You you can't predict everything that's going on. It the game is exciting right now. You know, we're 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 four, what, four and a half weeks in right now. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just I'm intrigued about the storyline. There's a lot of things that can happen, and I don't think we have clear runaway be- besides besides Boston, besides Boston kind of dominating the East right now. I don't think I think everything else is up for grabs. Yeah. I and agree. that's the, I don't think we could say that in in especially last year. I think there were there were clear uh, winners and losers right yeah. away, and it kind of stayed in in those in those pathways. I think there are, are some clear losers at this point, mm-hmm. but in terms of playoff contenders, yeah. there are spots open. There are <laughs> spots open, and people are only a game or so apart. Um, 
you know, it'll be it'll be fascinating to see where people land. But we'll 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 talk about standings in a probably our Sunday episode. I have a hypothetical question for you, and we could probably talk about this later in yeah. the weekend. Yeah. So maybe it's just like uh, food for thought. Is Joel Embiid an all star? Is Ben Simmons as a rookie an all star in this league right now? I think Ben Simmons is an all star. Is Joel Embiid an all star? I don't know if I don't know if Joel Embiid is an all star at this point. Mm-hmm. I. Put put him on the court for a full season, and then we'll talk. I think I I think we just need a little more sample time, and we need to see it kind of him flushed out against some of the other bigs. Is he the best center in the league? Uh, he's 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 up there. So if he is, then he's probably an all star. Like that's kind of uh, my case right now. He he is. I mean, if he has more performances like he did last night, I I think he solidifies himself very easily. Um, I don't know. The All Star Game is the All Star Game process <laughs> is is still like very hazy. It's it's hazy in your players, media, fans. It's not as straightforward. I think I think he'll get the fan vote. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I, th- yeah. I think he could probably even get some of the media vote. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll get the players. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll get the player. There's like it's kind of a weird thing where, where people vote for themselves and it doesn't really, <laughs> it doesn't really all pan out sure. the way that it should. One but, vote for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, is he, he probably is the best. Is he the best center out there right now? Like, you know, I, I'm a fanboy of Carl Anthony Towns right now. Like yeah. he's my, you know, he's what makes my heart move. But like, <laughs> so I would start any team with him. Right. Yeah, but if I wanted like a uh, a game for one player to dominate any one, it kind of is Joel Embiid. Wow, I don't know, man. It's just ridiculous. Probably Greek Freak, honestly. But like, if I'm picking only centers to dominate a game, yeah, uh, the list is short. Very, very. It's like short. Boogie Davis. Uh, I think Embiid Cat. Like that's it. I think there's I a think, Jok- there's I a Jokic. Th- I think Boogie has had the best season for centers, but yeah. it doesn't. I'm not uh, to win. It doesn't obfuscate the fact that yeah. Embiid is playing and you know playing at this level in the East, so yeah. he also deserves a nod. Yes. So, uh, but I mean, it's. I'll turn you around. I'll turn you around. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll have to continue to debate that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, just one other stat here as I'm looking at it. James Harden goes for 48 tonight. Sure, why not, man? <laughs> <laughs> the rest of his team were Omans or what? What happened? <laughs> I don't know. We're not going to pull up the stats because we don't want to do any of that editing. Um, let's talk a little bit. Let's look at season leaders just for a second here. Uh, boy, Greek Freak is still above 30, Gee. <laughs> so we'll, <laughs> the Rambling Gambler will bring her on home yeah. in, in, in the next episode. Andre Drummond, everybody. Andre Drummond. Take note, take note. <laughs> 15.8 boards per game. You know it. You know it. If you followed me online, if you follow me online, you know that he is the rebounder that I trust. That I trust outright. Uh, assists per game is getting a lot less interesting. Everybody's it's not dra- interesting. Everybody's dra- dragging those numbers down. Uh, I want blocks. I want blocks per game to just be owned by Embiid, and I want it. I want it to go like substantially above anything we've ever seen. Sure. And, and Embiid just like brings it to like four Whoa. or like four and a oh. half. Oh like, my gosh! Like a solid two blocks mm-hmm. per game above everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. 
Clint Capella still running the still running the show. We want we watched him miss that shot. Man. I know he missed a shot, but he still went in yeah. against Stephen Adams and the one and only Enos Cantor. Yeah. Um, boy, did we talk about this on our on our last episode? Did we talk about LeBron and Cantor? Um, I don't believe we did. What happened? Oh, the meow, 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 meow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think there was kind of like this. Uh, no, this game happened uh, right after our yeah. podcast. So, let, let, let's talk about that for for a minute because I. Th- <sighs> yeah, it was if, definitely a story. If line. there's anyone who's going to get in a fist fight with LeBron, <laughs> I believe it's Enos Cantor. <laughs> I just like he just does not like LeBron and he's willing to confront him. I'm an and, Enos Cantor fan. <laughs> LeBron is just LeBron is just gonna go off, but uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. By the way, the the subway meme if you if you have not had a chance to look at that, that great. hilarious. Yeah. By the way, whoever spoofed it with um, Phil uh, Jackson with Phil Jackson is is that's a nomination for meme of the year right yeah, now. Yeah, sure, for sure. <laughs> Had a had a ton of fun with that one. So yeah, that game was awesome until it wasn't. Man, like that second quarter with like Hardaway and Kristaps uh, and like they had like a fucking like eighteen and zero run or something. They yeah. were up by twenty three, and then LeBron and Kyle Korver happened, and they well, just kept, they, they just hit threes every which direction, and it yeah. just that that was enough. Yeah, I just really it was very good theater. We'll just say that much. Okay, I just want to mention this. I don't want it. To, I feel like we have to just devote like two minutes to the Hawks this season. And I just want to say that they won a game by 46 points. Oh, shit. They won a game? They won a game. So that's surprising <laughs> enough. Yeah. But they won by 46 points. So <laughs> is it just like I have this theory on the Hawks yeah. now that they, they have to bottle. They bottle up for 10 games and just one game they explode. So yeah. are we going to have the biggest blowout ever by the Hawks this season? Sure. They're just going to like they're going to lose like 15 in a row and they're going to be like, no more losing. Absolutely no more losing. Yeah. And they're just going to beat somebody by 60. Mm-mm. 21 savage, 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 savage. Oh, my God. I watched that. Just just awful. Like, that is one of the worst musical performances I've seen on the court. And they used that and blew out a team, <laughs> right? They, they used that energy. I, so this this is my other theory for those following at home. Um, 21 Savage, like, put on such a poor performance that that angered the Atlanta Hawks, and they used it to their their advantage yeah. to completely win this game. Right. Twenty one, they're like twenty one Savage can't be that bad in person. Oh, he is. Yeah. He definitely is. Let's just go home. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's no, blow this team out. No, and go home. we're just we're gonna blow this team out, and we're gonna go back. We're just gonna go listen to Twenty One Savage in our cars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. So, you know, here's 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 a crazy idea that I have, Gay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with this. If you beat a team by too many points, should you be should you force them to the G League? Ah, uh. like Sacramento. Like let's say Sacramento gets beat by 46, but then the next they get beat by like 70. Like if you get beat by 70, are you like no longer NBA worthy? So if the Warriors beat you by 70, you get a like a slap on the wrist, right? <laughs> but if Atlanta beats you by 70. <laughs> That's what, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You get you get you get one free pass. Yeah. The second time it happens, you're done. No, no, no. If it only happens versus one of two teams, Chicago Bulls or Atlanta Hawks, <laughs> you're done. You're out. 
fatum. Automatically demoted. Yeah. <laughs> you show up in G League commercials the next day. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get the uh, Agua Caliente Clippers in. <laughs> or we'll get the Austin Spurs in. <laughs> hey, can we talk about the patches? Because I, I arrived late, but... Apparently, there was a, a long debate here at NBA Thursday tonight about the patches that were on the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Well, the debate ended when we learned that it was a Japanese tech company, but we didn't know what the fuck it was for. Rakuten.com. <laughs> oh, it's Ra- so Rakuten. Rakuten. Of course. Oh, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> no, I think they're actually like one of the most popular sites in the world. Oh. Did why? you... <laughs> No, I, I I feel like I know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know what they were. They just said Japanese, Japanese tech company. I'm like, oh, right, man. I'm wrong with it. It looked like a fucking iron-on patch, man. So like, <laughs> those jerseys are so cheap anyways. So it's like, I just was like... Is hey, there was are, more of a debate on how many jerseys are worn? Is it once one use only, or do oh. they like iron them? Do they like wash them? No, no. So then, then do they wear like ten jerseys a day? Not ten jerseys per day. Three per game. Three per game. What are what are you? Thirteen per practice. Gee, these numbers. <laughs> I can't keep up with them. Which team leads the league in jerseys worn per sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I've never contemplated this before. Well, these are head scratching. Our fans are waiting. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have you to. You said re- you were in stats. You were in analysis. I know. I'm gonna have to come back You're on gonna Sunday. Crunch this. I'm gonna have to come back on Sunday with some analysis <laughs> yes. on this. This is absurd. Uh, we want the 48 hours after to be delivered. We hey, want the stat to be delivered. Hey, Guy, I, you know what? You know what? I want to propose here. I want to propose that RTP offers to uh, to allow for some just iron-on patches sure. for the league to use. <laughs> so I think I think we're gonna pitch some of our finest ideas on our Instagram. Let's go. So. Uh, boy, just that's the funniest scenario that I could think of of NBA players just quickly ironing on this patch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before before they start the game. <laughs> but you know what's funny about it is that's probably going to be a job online that you can apply for. <laughs> Here, be be a massage therapist. Be you know uh, Katie's butler. Yeah. Be you know and shave that fucking head. Get get you paid. <laughs> Or be a patch analyst <laughs> and just iron on patches and be like, that's a good looking patch. That's a great looking patch. Yeah. <laughs> welcome. Yeah. Welcome to your jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if when they iron them on, if they iron them on when they are worn or if it's like on a hanger. No, it's boring. Put Draymond Green on a jersey and iron that shit on, <laughs> on his chest. It's game time. It's war time, right? Like, There's, go at it. That, it's like you're, you know, you're war paint. Literally, the most uncomfortable thing I can think of to have be to, to be on, to have that jersey on you and getting the patch ironed on. Yeah. And, and see, I also envisioned the scenario where there's like there's all these extras and assistants around where where assistants like quickly like trying to iron iron on patches. To rep their own squad. Oh, shoot. It's like a NASCAR thing? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Why why does Draymond Green have a UPS sticker on the back of his jersey? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's what they use to, like, tie up the ripped jerseys, right? They patch the jerseys with patches. Did they finally fix that, by the way, or no? I don't know. Ask them. Okay. All right. (laughs) That, That really took a nosedive. 
Um, no, I don't think they fixed it. I actually, there's a reason why they uh, have the jerseys um, so flexible in that sense. Um, people get their fingers jammed or injured mm-hmm. with the the Adidas or the previous jerseys. Yeah. So these jerseys are more uh, malleable; they can break easier, oh. so less injuries on the fingers. And that's less. Uh, I'm going with that. Less finger injuries. Less finger injuries. <laughs> Fingeries. 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 Uh, that can't be a real thing. No. Uh, no. All right, Gabe. No. So we're wrapping. We're wrapping. We're 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 getting close to uh, don't, the. Don't end this. No. We got to keep going strong. Okay, hey Guy, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a, a little bit more of this. Let's look at a couple more games ahead, especially for tomorrow. All right, so games of <laughs> tomorrow. I'm looking at games for tomorrow, which are games for today. If you're listening tomorrow, uh, New York and Toronto would be probably game of uh, the evening. Maybe OKC San Antonio, but San Antonio kind of is dipping in the standings. Denver, New Orleans is probably a good game to look at. And um, I guess I'll leave it there. New York, Toronto, yeah. Oklahoma City, and San Antonio, and um, whatever else I said. <laughs> you that, Charlotte, that Charlotte-Chicago game is... Is a, not a, worthy of being dumps, discussed. That's a dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. if, if, if you have an idea to like go get like cheap box pizza instead, do that. Yeah, the D stands for dumpster. Do that, so... All right, Key. Last thoughts before our weekend episode. Um, I'll ask, I'll leave you with a question. Do people want to play with LeBron anymore? I I th- I think so. I I th- I think they actually I think they actually do. I think people. I think players still admire him, but I think he's getting a bit too. He's getting a bit too cocky, and like his stance in his stance in New York was very. Strange. It, it was it was strange and i feel the part of me feels like lebron wants to own new york he wants to he wants to be the center of attention in new york yeah and but i don't think new yorkers want him yeah i think that they're he, too fun of a team right now without him they don't want that they don't need him yeah. they don't need him he's like too big of an ego for that city yeah. i don't think lebron will la- would last in new york hmm that, yeah. That's a crazy. Sorry, that, I that's mean, that, wild. That's a crazy thought. But the New York media, the New York fans, it is it is next level, <laughs> yeah. just in terms of intensity for basketball. Yeah, sure. So I don't know if LeBron is is meant for that. LeBron owns Cleveland. Yeah. LeBron LeBron is just another player coming to New York. What is New York LeBron HQ two? Um. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. So similar to Amazon. <laughs> I um. If I'm LeBron, if you were LeBron, your contract is up after the season. You yep. see what's happening in Cleveland. I'm out of Cleveland, that's for sure. So where are you going? And, are you, and I feel, and I hate to say I'm saying this because I love this team so much. I think he's going to New York. <laughs> I think he's going to New York. I think despite the shit that's happened in New York... Like the biggest fuck you would be go to New York and be like, hey, Enos Cantor is getting Enos pushed. Cantor. Enos Cantor is getting pushed out of New York to <laughs> to clear some cap space for yeah. LeBron. Um, I would hate that though. So God, much. I don't know. I mean, New York, New York, and L.A. are are pretty much the top choices where I think he'd land. But if you're LeBron, why go to L.A.? Unless he has a house there. Oh. Okay. 
I guess that's that. I what, don't. I, no, I mean, I think. What, what kind I, I th- of team does he have? I think from a legacy standpoint, I think he he has to choose. I think he chooses a a franchise that has like a very storied history. I think he choose and, and I might be completely wrong about this. Yeah. But we're talking Knicks. We're talking Lakers. We're talking Bulls, Celtics. Like I don't. I don't think all of those are actually possibilities, but if you're going to make an impact and leave the end of your career on a, like this legacy high note, why not do it with to, why not revive a classic franchise? Because he did it with Cleveland, he did it with Miami, like those were not traditional storied franchises. Why not bring somebody back from the like he could bring Chicago back. I think Chicago's completely out of it because <laughs> There's there's no way they would let that happen. But I think because of how bad New York has been prior yeah. and with all the changes yet to come, New York is a real possibility. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. And maybe like, like throwing a curveball here, he creates his own expansion team. Well, here's another thought. It's the like the Le- here, LeBron League. No, here's 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 another real thought about what about Charlotte? Like, what about what about a team that really doesn't have an anchor point where you kind of scrap everything else? Like, I think that I think that Atlanta could pretty much start over. I think that Charlotte could start over. I think that Phoenix could pretty much start over. I mean, I don't I don't think he's the fit for all of those. But some. What about the potential of a Le- LeBron in Charlotte? Like. If if Michael Jordan just built this franchise around him, he understand he he is the owner that, that would, would underst- ulti- that would understand LeBron the most. That'd be the ultimate like what the fuck in our heads like as fans like LeBron. All he wants to do is dethrone Jordan as the most like biggest player in NBA history, like the best player in NBA history. All that's all that's all he wants, and he's going to get there. Mm-hmm. If he's not on a Charlotte, if he's not affiliated with Michael Jordan, I also think he needs to go to the finals and he needs to win another championship and he needs to get MVP. He needs to do all these things that he probably won't get. So he's always going to be second fiddle to Jordan. So I don't think he's ever going to go to Charlotte. But in the off chance that he does, they have a hell of a lot of work to do to get LeBron to the finals as if he's a Charlotte Hornet. Of course. Now, let me go to the other side of this question. Are there teams that LeBron will not go to like explicitly LeBron does not fit there. LeBron would never fit there because I, I think like I have a couple. 80% of the league. Well, sure. But I yeah. mean, it's LeBron. Like I think owners and or managers would, would make changes in order to have his talents there. I just don't think he fits in a system like San Antonio. Like mm. he would, he would never go to San Antonio. He doesn't, he just doesn't fit with that mentality. He's like a, I think he's a superstar, and like that's not Pop doesn't believe in any of that shit. So, you know, I might have to disagree with you there. Uh, of the twenty percent of teams that I think that he could go to, yeah, I would say in terms of flexibility and wanting to see the legend coach live, you know, and not just on Team USA, he chooses the Spurs, and it's him and Kawhi. And it doesn't matter what else because that's inst- um, that's unstoppable. And Patty Mills. 
If he goes to Houston, it's going to be, you know, James Harden flopping versus him in practice. So, like, there's going to be drama, you know, at the helm. We would have to raise the cap for the entire league to have Chris Paul, James Harden, and LeBron on the same team. And he wouldn't go to OKC. He wouldn't go to Golden State because that would break break brains. Like, that would just destroy (laughs) the world and humanity. And (laughs) Mark Cuban would run for president, literally. Okay, so... Uh, and I don't see any other West team outside of like what's really stupid is like the LA stuff. Um, I would I would really enjoy Portland, but like I don't think they have any ability no, to bring no. him in. They barely have ability to close like third tier players right oh, now or close games. Uh. <laughs> um, and okay, so like a Phoenix and Dallas. Dallas could be interesting. Uh, no, no, that's not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's past midnight and that's still not interesting no it is past midnight dude we've done this have we ever recorded past midnight have we ever recorded for two days straight <laughs> let's make it happen now we did i'm calling in sick now we did um that's funny yeah so uh and then on, on like the bucks minnesota like detroit no way right so like my list is really small, like five or six teams, and it's probably mm-hmm. San Antonio, L.A., L.A., New York, Philly. No. Miami. No. No. I, I think Miami's Or out. Cleveland, he stays at Cleveland. I know. I don't think it's Cleveland. I don't, don't think it's Miami. I, I think it's literally L.A., L.A., or New York. I, I literally think it's, it's down to those. I, I, but you just... <laughs> No, okay, no, no, no. Okay. I'm offering hypotheticals as to what could potentially happen. I, as to what actually happens, I, th- I think those are the front runners. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> Thanks for days, welcoming. Days and days of, Le- <laughs> of, of massive LeBron speculation. I have a really cool idea. Can we have a LeBron podcast? We're we just talking about all things LeBron. <laughs> we tried to. You know what? For for those of us that follow it, for those of us, those of us that that put Our on NBA Thursday, um, those of us, those those Jesus, of us in the room right now, live Ballard at midnight. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, for those that are part of NBA Thursday, mm-hmm. note we wanted to offer LeBron James as a category as a category for NBA Thursday. That was not that was not offered to us. Yeah. Also. There is no chance that we can get the Toronto Raptors. Oh my God! We we hit enter, and we it, spelled it correctly. It did not work. It did not work. Are you liking those portal memes? Yes. Yes. They're the best. The Kristaps Porzingis one. Yes. Yes. Oh, more. That's a Rick and Morty, I think, uh, thing. Yeah. Okay. Which is a cartoon which is past our prime. <laughs> prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep going, though. Like, why okay. are we done? Okay, well... No, we're we'll just keep going. No, we'll Let's keep talk going. about our lives. Let's talk about TJ McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he wears jersey number 12, and uh, he has hair on his head. This episode is done. <laughs> Goodbye, Guy. We'll be back Did on... you ever hit record? We'll be... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll, be back on, we'll be back on Sunday. Yes, I hit record. Oh, oh my God. God. Ten more minutes to go. <laughs> oh. There's more basketball in us. I just don't know where. 
All right, I'm done. I'm done. This episode is done. What the fuck, man? This episode is... It's 12.15. This episode is... You're not allowed to stop. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you when to stop when... (laughs) Leave that in. Uh, (laughs) uh, Listeners at home, uh, I'm going to leave this podcast right now because I am... am, I'm gassed. He continues. <laughs> and now, welcome to Late Night with Gee. <laughs> Dude, stop smiling. Just end the fucking podcast. I have all the minutes. <laughs> you had 40 minutes to do this. You can find us on Almighty Baller Radio for all of our episodes. Also, there's a whole host of awesome basketball podcasts on Almighty Baller. Please go check them out. These are our friends and colleagues. These guys are as versed if not more in the nba than we are so i'd love for you to connect with them so you guys can keep streaming basketball knowledge non-stop throughout the season this is a vencast studios production Tune in, subscribe, and uh, nail to your local public church's doorway. Riding the Pine, now on Almighty Baller Radio. Tune in and find us wherever fine podcasts are sold. Break glass in case a podcast emerges. Riding the Pine, brought to you by God Shamwell. Brought to you, brought to you by Hondo, a.k.a. Bread Hoiberg. Join us on Twitter at Riding underscore the Pine. snake. It hisses before attacking. But that's not a copperhead. That's the Sullivan's RV freshwater tank overflowing into their black one, which is backing into their vent pipe, making for a very different kind of attack. One that arrives just in time for taco night. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, the pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.